This is Dr. David Whitlock with your Monday morning wake-up call, the podcast designed to help people wake up to the possibilities that surround us every day, become the person they're meant to be in Jesus Christ. Today is Constitution Day. It was on the third Monday of the month, September 17, 1787, that delegates from 12 states to the Constitutional Convention voted unanimously in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to approve the proposed U.S. Constitution. The delegates' courage and tenacity can inspire us as we face life's daily challenges. The document originally had seven articles detailing the national frame of government. Since 1789, the Constitution has been amended 27 times in order to meet the needs of a nation that has profoundly changed since the 18th century. In general, the first 10 amendments, known collectively as the Bill of Rights, offer specific protections of individual liberty and justice and place restrictions on the powers of government. The majority of the 17 later amendments expand individual civil rights protections. Okay, there's a lot we could talk about there. Uh, let me point out just a few lesser-known facts and make some observations from those. First, the process of creating the Constitution took about three and a half months. That had to be an incredibly intense time. The gathering that is now known as the Constitutional Convention convened on May 25, 1787. Delegates discussed and debated how government should be formed and agreed on the final draft on September 17, 1787. Needless to say, they had to work long and hard on that document. That very fact should remind us that it takes time, effort, cooperation, and tenacity to accomplish great results. James Madison said, The happy union of these states is a wonder, their constitution a miracle, their example the hope of liberty throughout the world. And that is so true. Second, 55 delegates representing 12 of the 13 states attended the Constitutional Convention. Rhode Island sent no delegates to Philadelphia because the legislature thought that the convention would create laws that would give the federal government too much power. One takeaway from that is that sometimes you have to go ahead with the people you have on board who are willing to work toward a common goal. If you always wait for 100%, you will never get your goals accomplished. Somebody said, act boldly and unseen forces will come to your aid. And that's eventually what happened. Nine states had to approve the Constitution before it could go into effect. After a long and often bitter debate, 11 states did ratify the Constitution, which instituted a new form of government for these United States. Third, Early drafts of the Constitution didn't begin with the familiar phrase, We the People of the United States. It started with a long list of all the states. We the people of the states of New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. The Constitutional Convention of 1787 was called to revise the inadequate Articles of Confederation. At the time, the convention was not referred to as a Constitutional Convention, nor did most of the delegates arrive intending to draw up a new constitution. Many assumed that the purpose of the convention was to discuss and draft improvements on the existing Articles of Confederation. But the convention, once it began, most of the delegates 
though not all, came to agree in general terms that the goal would be a new system of govern, not government, not simply a revised version of the Articles of Confederation. So, the convention abandoned the Articles and drafted a new constitution with a much stronger national government. The lesson here, sometimes you have to abandon the old and start with something completely new. It reminds me of Jesus' statement in the Gospel of Mark 2.22, no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. Well, think about that for your personal life. What do you need to let go, and what do you need to start with a clean slate? Of course, we need discernment here. As the old saying goes, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. But think about it. What is there in your life that is requiring tireless effort to revamp no matter what you do it still keeps coming back to more work it's never going to be what you want it to be it's always going to be inadequate and you're going to be endlessly frustrated do you need a clean slate you can apply this principle to projects and people but of course with caution and discernment fourth new york Delegate Governor Morris, who had been called the penman of the Constitution, was the main editor for the document's text, including the preamble. The final wording of the Constitution is largely due to the literary skill of Delegate Governor Morris. He wasn't actually governor. His name was G-O-U-V-E-R-N-E-U-R. In an era when most Americans thought of themselves as citizens of their representative states, well, Morris advanced the idea of being a citizen of a single union of states. He was also one of the most outspoken opponents of slavery among all those who were present at the Constitutional Convention. He represented New York in the United States Senate from 1800 to 1803. Morris was a talented orator and writer, and so they named him to the Committee of Style. <laughs> now, I like that, Committee of Style. It was a committee formed to decide on the Constitution's final wording. Years after the Constitutional Convention, fellow delegate James Madison remarked that, quote, the finish given to the style and arrangement of the Constitution fairly belongs to the pen of Mr. Morris, end quote. Morris' role actually complemented that of James Madison. Madison also drafted ideas for the government structure in a document known as the Virginia Plan, which recommended that states be represented based on population and that the government have three distinct branches. Madison's therefore known as the father of the Constitution. So you've got the father and the penman of the Constitution in those two. The delegates were able to utilize different talents for different tasks. That takes a measure of humility and discernment. As someone has said, you not only need to get the right people on the bus, you need to get the right people in the right place on the bus. We need to find our role and affirm the roles of others if we're going to utilize maximum talent for the common good. And we need to be discerning enough and forth-seeing enough to put the right people in the right place. It takes time. It takes cooperation. It takes dedication to produce something that will last. And it takes cooperation with other people who are different. The Constitution is truly an amazing document. Okay, here's something you should do. Just sit down and read through the Constitution. 
try to do that between now and next week. Try to do that, and I think you'll appreciate it even more. Sit down and read through the Constitution, and then come back here. And in the meantime, go out and be the person God created you to be.